you're ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment, well, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald, and I'm a money mindset expert, success, and business coach. But really, all you need to know is that I am obsessed with helping women feel safe and in total flow around money. So let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. There's a reason why I am very excited for today's episode and one of the biggest ones is because I feel like this is a conversation that I have been having with myself in my head for about three weeks now. So thank you to you listener now officially joining in on this conversation with me. I really have been sitting with this word and with this feeling and unpacking it and unpicking it and looking at it and how we even as women specifically, have been wired to feel and think and operate around this and how it has an effect on our relationship with money and our businesses and even our relationships and our families and all the things in between because they're all connected, right? And that is this word ease. Mm. Ease, easy, let it be easy, let it move with ease. How does that feel even when I say those words? What if I asked you, how would it feel if it was just easy? I'm pretty sure that your first thought is like, oh, that would be amazing. I would love it, Helena, if it were just easy. But while listening to this podcast episode, I'm going to invite you to go deeper than that. Because yes, you consciously may think, of course I want it to be easy, but Actually, if we were to go deeper together, then I'd actually say that maybe potentially easy is uncomfortable. Easy is even a little bit scary. And easy probably is not the default setting when it comes to your nervous system. And I would even argue that easy has actually become a little bit of a dirty word for so many different reasons. And I'm even unpicking what those reasons are um, within my own life. And this has certainly been a journey and will continue to be a journey that I am on. So I really wanted to dedicate an entire podcast episode to this and everything that's been coming up for me around it. And I have made a ton of notes. My notepad and paper and and pen are right next to me. Um, And I've been leaning into what I want to share on this episode, as I mentioned, for about three weeks now. So Let's talk about ease. (laughs) Let's do this. Now, the reason that I think ease or easy is almost a dirty word is because we're almost taught that that's not okay. It's not okay if something just comes to us easily, whatever that might be, because it's in the language that we hear, like, um, how much do you earn? Like, earn? Have you earned whatever it is that you're receiving financially? Um, Where we talk about hard work. How hard have you worked to get to where you are today? It's in the school system. It's in what we witness in the media. It's all of those things. It's what we witness in the household. It's, It's in how we describe ourselves. It's in the language that we use to describe ourselves. 
And we're taught that in order to be worthy of receiving something, we are only as worthy as the hard work that we've put in. Now, I do want to mention that, of course, it takes work (laughs) to build and to create something and to go after something. It takes energy. It takes momentum. It takes dedication. And every single one of you listening to this knows what that feels like and knows what that looks like. But because of so much of the programming that we receive and that we'll talk about on this episode today, I do think that the hard work can be an addiction, which causes us to take it to a whole other level. So much so that it feels literally unsafe within the nervous system for something to be easy, for something to just flow, for that even to just simply be empty space to just be because your programming says, nope, this isn't okay. This isn't safe. We're not going to get validated for this. We aren't worthy of this. You've got to hustle harder. You've got to do more. You've got to be more. You've got to fill that to-do list. You've got to fill up that calendar because don't you dare let yourself sit down. Don't you dare let yourself rest for a moment. And then because of that nervous system addiction and whatever it means for you to work hard or the opposite, whatever it means for you to have things or allow things to be easy, we then continue to move through life creating more situations and more examples and more reasons why things have to be even more difficult. So then on a subconscious level, we're making and creating and forming decisions based on it being difficult for us rather than it being allowed to be easy. Mm, And that's the difference. So if this is resonating with you and you're going, hmm, Helena, yeah, okay, yeah, got to put my hands up and say, okay, maybe my nervous system kind of thrives on the adrenaline of it being tough or hard work and having to push through and fight for things. Then let's really bring some awareness to why that nervous system response or even, dare I say, addiction might be living within you because I believe that awareness is power because when you have the awareness then you get to make new decisions and create new default system settings and organically create a whole new reality. So very often, our deepest money programming comes from our earliest money paradigm. And that is our first experience of what it means to earn and receive money. And we learn that from the people that we model at a very young age. So How did your caregivers, how did your parents earn money? What did that look like? If you witnessed a parent have to work very, very, very hard to earn money, to receive money, if you saw them sacrifice, if you saw them work from sunrise to the wee hours of the morning or whatever it might be and never sit down, then it's pretty likely that your operating system, unless you've already reprogrammed it, is set to the harder I work, the more deserving I am of receiving money. Or in order to receive any money, in order to even just get by, I have to work really, really, really hard. So then comes into play, well, the idea of if I'm really to step into my big income goals and make more money, how much harder am I then going to have to work? And then that creates a whole other situation within itself. So then of course, if you're there building your dream business, 
looking to design the life that you desire at the income level that you really dream of having, it would make sense that potentially you might be pushing up against beliefs that are in opposition for that or with that because potentially behind that is the fear that it would maybe be shameful for you to work less than your parents did and earn more. Or maybe there's some guilt attached to even wanting that, for even wanting and desiring your life to look like that, for even wanting it to be easier. And then these subconscious feelings and thoughts are creating the actual reality in front of you, which is not obviously the reality that you desire. Because the subconscious beliefs are really what are forming the actions that you take, not the conscious ones. Is this resonating with some of you? (laughs) Or maybe when you were growing up, whether it was in your home or at school, you received validation and praise and congratulations for how hard you'd worked or for what you had actually achieved. So if you came home with straight A's, you were praised, you were validated. If you came home with a C, well, that was disappointing. That was bad. That wasn't quote unquote good enough. So what do you think are some of the thoughts and the feelings that you are deciding about yourself based on that in those experiences? I know for me that this is something that I've certainly had to move through. I remember I was actually just talking about this uh, to one of the ladies in my mastermind today about what it meant for me in school and being good enough and how hard I'd had to work. And I think a lot of us can really resonate with this. I remember um, a very key moment in my life that was quite painful at the time. I remember this feeling quite traumatic, although there were many other little mini examples of this that built up to this one experience because I was a little bit older. I was already, what, 16 at this time. But I I did work very hard in school. Um, I was a little bit of an overachiever and that was also kind of expected from us. It was expected at my school that you did get straight A's and that you had to also balance all of the extracurricular stuff in between. Like I, there's part of me that's really, really grateful for that. Um, but it also is something that I've had to move through and, and learn how to make those feelings my own because I I also got addicted to that stress hormone. I got addicted to needing to do better, to needing to do well. Um, And I remember getting, well, I got almost all A stars and A's in my GCSEs. And that felt like really good for me because I got the praise that I wanted from that. And then I went into uh, sixth form, which is like, I don't know what Americans call that, not college, because uh, college is more university, but it's the period between 16 and 18 before you go to university. And I went into my first term of that at school. And I think we were like three, maybe four weeks into my first uh, term in starting to study for my A-levels, bearing in mind we had just come back from Having finished studying very, very, very hard for GCSEs, or certainly in my case, and um, I was called into the teacher's office, and you knew it wasn't very good if you were going to be called into the teacher's office. So that in itself, major red like flag and warning going up in my nervous system, like oh my god, oh my god, like I'm going to be told off, like what is going to what is going to happen? This is awful. And she sat me down and very 
a little bit severely, honestly, told me how she and the other teachers were disappointed in my performance already within the first three weeks of school (laughs) because they'd expected, quote unquote, a lot more from me based off of my GCSE results. So you can guess what this did to my little miss perfect, little miss overachiever inside of me and how much that really, really, really stung. Like it felt like a bit of a knife to the chest and I burst into tears in this moment because I formed the belief right then and there, well, no matter how hard I work, because I was working hard and I had worked hard to get to where I was, it's never going to be good enough. Because in that moment, what I felt that they were telling me was, you're still not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not meeting our expectations. And so that created a whole other story within me and actually caused me then later on down the line without realizing it until I started to do this work that I was pushing away money because of the belief, no matter how much I do, no matter how hard I work, it's never going to be enough. So I was creating also the not enoughness part of that. And if you relate to that story or you've ever been through or moved through an experience like that, then I think that that can also create the not allowing it to be easy because you don't actually allow yourself to stop. You don't actually allow yourself to rest or chill or just be with what's happening because you feel like, well, the moment that I take my foot off of the pedal, then everything's going to come crashing down on me. So how could I give my, myself permission to not stop working really, 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 really hard? I mean, I was working when I was studying for my exams, both GCSEs and A-levels, I mean, my hair was freaking falling out. (laughs) Um, I wasn't treating my body with the love and respect that it certainly needed, but that was the level of nervous system stress that was moving through me. Um, And of course, then as an adult, that was being created in the amount of tasks I felt like I had to absolutely move through throughout the day If I didn't get something on that list done, then I was a failure. If I hadn't worked hard enough that day or that week, then how could I possibly let myself just chill? And and the idea of just chilling and stopping would sometimes be quite difficult for me. Please tell me I'm not alone with this. (laughs) I know so many of you have moved through this. And let's talk about some of the other programming that maybe we received because Some of you may have felt what I just described. Some of you may have felt that growing up in how you witnessed your parents make money, but there's lots lots of other programming that this can play into as well. Maybe you were taught that you had to sacrifice something in order to prove your worth. Let that one sit with you. What were you taught that you needed to sacrifice? Maybe it was a part of yourself. Maybe it was your health. Maybe it was your energy. Maybe you had to sacrifice for others or whatever that might be for you on an individual level, what did you feel you had to do or be in order to prove your worth? Which then, of course, creates that addiction to the struggle, addiction to the hard work, because you're constantly striving for then the next thing that's going to make you feel, oh, I'm finally worthy. And it's also going to push money away because then you're always trying to create a reason to prove that you are worthy 
of receiving that money. It's not then allowed to just come easily. You have to do something. It has to be a sacrifice. It has to be hard earned. It has to be a struggle first because then, oh, now, yeah, now I'm worthy of it. So in sharing all of this, it's not to be all doom and gloom, like, oh, you're going to have to just keep slugging away for the rest of your life. No, the opposite is true. It's to remind you that all of this is just programming and you're the one that's in the driver's seat. And when you bring awareness to why you are currently operating the way that you are and you see what the programming is, then you just get to choose something new. You really, really do. And so I want to talk about the difference between operating from an addiction to struggle within your business and finances compared to operating from a place of allowing ease. Oh man, let me tell you, the two feel very, very, very different. (laughs) I've been on both ends of the spectrum and I'm still moving and learning uh, or leaning into how I can create even more ease almost on a daily basis. So let's look at what some of those things might be. If you are operating from an addiction to struggle, I just, let me, let me pull out my notepad and pen because uh, I may have created a little list for you here and you can put your hands up <laughs> every time I say a thing that you're like, oh, it's me. <laughs> so it might look like working all hours of the day with no boundaries. So there's no set time as to when you log on for your day of work. There is definitely no set time for when you log off. And there's always something that you seem to be needing to do. There's always something else on your to-do list. And it can even feel like you're never ahead of your to-do list. You can never quite get through things. And, and I'm going to call this one out because I know this one very well. Even when you get through your to-do list, even if there was going to be like maybe an hour or two hours where you could just maybe go for a walk or go get coffee, you're like, oh, nope, can't do that. Uh Uh-uh, can't be seen not working, can't be seen not doing. Let me just add a few more things to that to-do list. (laughs) Um, Maybe for you, it's, always taking on more clients. So maybe there's no boundaries in how many people specifically you're willing to work with compared to not work with. I think having those boundaries are actually very important in your business, knowing what you're available for and what you're not available for. So maybe there's a part of you that feels like I always should be or need to be taking on more and more work. So you say yes way more than you say no. Maybe you never even say no. (laughs) Um, So you would rather work really, really hard and take on the amount of clients that would be your maximum, even if it leads to burnout, than actually say no because of a fear of what that might mean. Um, Another big one is maybe not allowing yourself to actually accept help. Maybe outsourcing is really hard for you or hiring a team member would feel really uncomfortable. And maybe even when you've gone to do those things, maybe you have outsourced something or maybe you have looked into getting an assistant or support in a specific area. It's just not really turned out the way that you wanted it to. And you have the thought in the back of your head or maybe at the front of your head, I can do this better than them. I might as well just do it. 
So then you go, hey, you know, your subconscious mind goes, hey, look, see, this is what happens when you outsource. There's no point in outsourcing. You're the only one that can do this. <laughs> and then it, it just validates, you know, your little miss addicted to struggle. <laughs> and it can even show up in the systems that you have in your business. Um, the things that you think that you have to do in order to be worthy of signing a client. Maybe you've got a mental checklist like until I post this amount of times a day and until I send this amount of emails and until this and this and this and this gets done and I show up in this and this and this way, then and only then will I be worthy of receiving, I don't know, a high paying client or a payment or whatever that might look like for you in your business. I'm guessing some of these are hitting home. I want to, want you to know, listening, like I only know these things because I have done all of these things because I too was addicted to hard work. And I want to share with you what it might look like when you allow yourself to shift into this idea of things flowing with ease because it's a whole load of juiciness. So for me in my business, as I started to shift my belief system and my operating system around this, it started with creating healthy boundaries, boundaries such as Fridays are for me. Um, I don't, if I have to take a call, um, which is not ever normally a one-to-one client on a Friday, um, it is normally like a group coaching session or a podcast interview or a guest masterclass, um, I will make sure that, that is done by about noon on a Friday so that I can take the afternoon for myself, which is really important. I love moving into the weekend, having given myself that time and space or else I kind of go straight into spending time with my husband. I'm rambling here, but like I just really love being able to just ground with myself. Like this Friday, I've booked an amazing 90 minute massage to spend with my Friday, to have with my Friday and just enjoy relaxing. I'm practicing self-care, but I would need to have that boundary in place first for myself to be able to receive that. I also do not take calls on a Monday. That is a big, big no-no for me. Um, I want to ease. Oh, look at myself using the word ease. Easy. Ha! Caught myself there. I enjoy easing into my week on a Monday. And that definitely means no calls. Um, it also means that by taking that Monday to get situated within my business, to tie up any loose ends, to organize what my week is going to look like, um, to be creative, to look at what I'm, content I'm going to be sharing, all of those things. Like I'm still in the office, but it's my day for me to ease into the week. It actually means that I can show up as my best self for my clients on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays because I've taken care of that stuff so I can focus on being the best coach for them. So. Boundaries, a big way that I can create more ease for myself. I also have a boundary of how many clients I'll take on, like one-to-one clients. That's very specific for me. Um, I know when I'm reaching my capacity and I need to take my foot off the pedal a little bit because I know that I'm the one putting the foot on the pedal. Uh, so what boundaries would it look like? What would you have in place? What boundaries would you have in place if you gave yourself permission to move through life with a feeling of ease, first of all. Then it also looks like changing and shifting my systems within my business. So this then looked like hiring uh, actually a time and, and business and systems strategist in my business. 
which really supported me in like taking a really big bird's eye view first and then going into the minutiae detail of how we could structure things and create certain systems to just make things easier for myself. Before this, I had had to, oh my God, I'm laughing at myself now when I think about how much more difficult I was making it. Um, I would keep in the back of my mind when I needed to send invoices to clients, like this would be something that I would have to remember to do myself on a specific day, on a specific date. And I'd have to go in and create the email and then create the invoice and then make sure that they had all the information that they needed. And like, oh, started to get a lot when the clients started piling up. Like that was a lot to keep on top of to the point. I could not believe I'm going to share this to the point that I literally forgot to invoice a client once, like like straight up was working with her, like totally had not invoiced her. Um, definitely was making my life more difficult. So really streamlining my systems and, and invoicing systems. Oh my God, major weight lifted off of me. This also plays into the belief that I get to receive money with flow and ease because I'll just wake up now to payment notifications. I'll just wake up to large chunks of money that clients have paid me, whether they're my one-to-one clients or they're my masterminder clients or they're the women in my group program who are on a payment plan. All of that is automated. My whole system from onboarding to offboarding is automated in such a beautiful way that it creates so much more space and so much more ease for myself. This also came into play when I was at the when I was first ever launching Money Mindset Magic and I was even creating the sales page for it. And I remember going back and forth on this and thinking, okay, how do I create this payment option for them? Like, do I need to get on a call with everyone and then invoice them? Like all of these things were going around in my head. And I was starting to get really, really overwhelmed about making this decision until I took a step back and realized this is my programming coming up. And I just asked myself, how can I make this easy? And not only how can I make this easy for me, how can I also make this easy for everyone else who's signing up for this? So I created a platform in which it was really, really, or I didn't create the platform. (laughs) That would be pretty cool if I created the platform. I created a system within a platform that made my life so much easier. And I had some of my team members design this funnel all out and make it really easy for people to sign up and put their details in and have automated payment plans. Meaning I don't have to ever worry or have to ever think about that whole process. Wow. How can you start making your life easier? Where can you start removing some of the noise and some of the clutter that you're carrying around with you, that you're holding onto, that you genuinely do not need to be doing? And what you have created or the way that you are operating, have you stopped to ask yourself, how can I just make this easy? How can I allow this to be easy? And then the more and more that I've lent into this, the more and more I felt safe releasing control. Um, so I outsource a lot more things now, so much more than I ever used to before. And what's interesting when I think about it is that I was falling into that pattern of when I used to outsource, I never seemed to find the person who could just do it right the first time or at least by the second time. Like it did actually add more to my plate because I'm sure I was creating that. Whereas now I like have my go-to women. 
whom I know I can outsource like complete funnels or complete sales pages or copywriting or whatever it might be that I need, even tech issues or marketing, and they have their shit handled. And that means that it's another big sigh of relief for me. I'm allowing them to also make my life easier. And I recently just hired, honestly, the best assistant that I've ever found. And she's making my life so much easier. And while I was away for five weeks, and even now that I'm back, I'm finding myself doing that. Like I was handing off so much more to her in a really beautiful, proactive way because I was giving myself permission to do that. I was giving myself permission to not need to have to carry it all and do it all and be it all at the same time. So I'm really grateful that I've manifested that through the shifts in my beliefs as well. So what are the tasks that don't require your struggle? Really think about that. Like what are the tasks that you simply don't need to be doing? (laughs) And that by actually not doing them, maybe you're creating more space for more abundance elsewhere. And then where else could you create space through your belief system to receive even more of an expansive level of income? Where could you give permission in your life and your business to simply receive money easily? Maybe it's through a passive income stream. Maybe it's through a digital product. Maybe it is simply through the way that you invoice. Maybe it's through a new expanded program that creates even more value and um, expansion when it comes to the level of people that you can support. Think about that. Lean into that. Where are you available to receive money with even more flow and ease? When I started to step into that then, and I realized like, I don't have to be the only only energy here, like exchanging my time for value. I then opened myself up to the different products that I could create for people that they can buy without me needing to physically show up there or physically show up online. I created the the group programs that allowed for more expansiveness in who I could support and how much value I could provide. I shifted even some of the like the way that I coach and the the hours that I coach, meaning the the structure of how I coach in my business. I created space and capacity for my mastermind. I created uh, an even more expansive one-to-one container, but it began first with the beliefs. So where could you create space for that for yourself energetically? And then let's take a moment to just look outside of the business as well, because it's not all about the business. Um, you get to live a life too. You know that, right? (laughs) And I think there are probably areas within your life where you could maybe just take some things off of your plate or allow things to flow more easily. Um, Maybe it's asking for help with something in your life. Maybe it's, you know what? I don't maybe have to go to the grocery store twice a week to do the big family shop, maybe I could just get that automated and get that delivered. I mean, that's just a small example. And I'm a real weirdo because I actually love doing the grocery shopping um, and don't want to have (laughs) that be delivered because it's actually really therapeutic for me going to the grocery store. But that's a different, different conversation. Where can you create more ease in your life? I had an experience um, when I was traveling back from Scotland to LA 
that really made me feel freaking proud of myself um, for a couple of reasons, but mainly because it was a big moment for me where I actually truly led into a next level version of ease for myself. And throughout that experience, I was going, wow, like Helena, you've come far from how difficult you used to sometimes want things to be. Um, So I had like a 20 hour travel day um, to go from Scotland to London, London to LAX. And I was going to arrive around 8 p.m. Um, on the Saturday at LAX. And my husband could not pick me up because he wasn't going to return from his trip until the following day. Um, and because of many different reasons, I didn't want to ask a friend to drive like an hour to come pick me up um, at the airport. And so really the only option would have been to get, because there's, there's like so much building work going on at LAX right now, and it is a really hectic airport. It is not a great airport. I'm just going to say that. If you've been to LAX, you know what I mean. Um, and you have to get on a, you have to get in line outside of the terminal, which can take like an hour, first of all, just the line itself, then get on a crowded bus that then takes you outside of the airport to then get in line to get an Uber or a Lyft. So like the days leading up to my trip, I was going, oh, this is going to be so hard. Oh, this is going to be such a struggle. Oh, like I was feeling that like weightedness around it. You know what I mean? And then I started to tell myself the story of the struggle around it. And then I started to tell my parents the story of the struggle around it. You know how it goes. (laughs) Until I caught myself. And I was like, wait, and I asked the golden question. I was like, how could I just allow this to be easy? How could I just make this easy? Like, I know it's not good for my back lugging two massive pieces of luggage. Like the chiropractor bill in itself is going to be interesting because of my scoliosis and all that stuff. Um, I didn't really want to get on a crowded bus during, you know, the time that we're living in and all of that stuff. And I was just like, okay, how can I make this be easy? How can I make this be easy? I'm going to be so tired. What could I do? What could I do? How could I make this be easy for myself and just get home easily to my warm bath? And I was like, Helena, hire a freaking private driver. <laughs> And I was like, wait, what? Like, and then there's a voice in my head going, wait, can I really do that? Am I worthy of really doing that? And I was like, yes, I'm deciding I am worthy of that. Couldn't have possibly been a more easy airport pickup. It was amazing. Like there is no going back for me now. (laughs) So I had literally a amazing. He was so sweet. Private driver waiting for me right then and there when I stepped out of the terminal. He helped me with my luggage, beautiful air conditioned, lovely luxury car, bottle of water waiting for me. I got to just sit back and and like my nervous system felt at ease. That was the point. I just felt at ease getting back home. And I want to share here that it was not about the money. It was not about the cost of having this private driver. Because in all, in all honesty, like it may not have even cost that much more than an Uber may have cost from the airport at that time. I don't even know what that would have cost because of, you know, they change the prices all the time. So it was not about the expense. So don't let yourself tell yourself the story that this is what that's about. I'm grateful, obviously, that I'm able to make that investment, but it's not about that. It is about the fact that I first gave myself permission to allow it to be easy. The belief comes first 
then the shift, then the change in reality because you create new decisions. You allow yourself space to create new decisions in whatever it is that you're ready to apply this to. So that is just one example. And I'm consistently moving through this and will continue to move through this in my life um, as I rewire that nervous system response and that nervous system addiction. I hope and I know, I know, I don't hope, I know that on some level this has resonated with you. And I'm sure some of you are asking now, okay, like, well, what do I do next? Like, I I now understand that I think I am programmed this way and that I do have a little bit of an addiction to this. How do I shift this? How do I change this? Well, I'd love to share with you some examples of ways in which you can start doing that. First of all, just you having the awareness of where this nervous system programming lives in your body and why it's there, that already is going to start creating shifts for you. But then it's about starting to re-regulate the nervous system because it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. Like when things start to get easier, when you start creating spaces in your day or in your week or in your calendar, like there will be a part of you that goes, oh my God, this is like really uncomfortable. Is it safe? Is it safe for it to be this easy? And you'll like start looking for things around you. Like what can I start to make more difficult? But this is where the re-regulation and the reprogramming really needs to come in. So one of the tools that I absolutely love to use for this is tapping. It's called the emotional freedom technique. Um, I have a few of them on YouTube. I don't have one specifically on ease or easy, but this is something that you can do for yourself. I'm sure if you even Googled a tapping video for this, it would probably come up. Um, And you can tap on that feeling um, of fear or that belief, like even though part of me is really addicted to this struggle and I'm really feeling that in my body right now, I still choose to fully love and accept myself. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're like, what is she saying? I'm literally tapping on the karate chop point as I say that. Um, go and do some research into tapping or send me a DM at girl underscore unfiltered and I'll share with you what I know that can support you. Tapping is an amazing way within like five to 10 minutes where you can very quickly re-regulate the nervous system. Then um, another tool uh, that you can use that will really support you in allowing your body to relax, allowing your nervous system to take those moments of ease is meditation. Meditation is a beautiful way for you to start giving yourself, your nervous system, those doses of ease and relaxation. Um, I have a 10-minute meditation that you can download in the link in the show notes um, that will support you not only with giving yourself the gift of rest for 10 to 12 minutes, but also support you in stepping into the frequency of abundance and allowing yourself to receive abundance with ease. Maybe it's not even using a guided meditation though. Maybe it is allowing yourself to sit down or lay down for a whole 10 minutes at a random time during your day and do absolutely nothing but breathe. That is a gift in itself. And you're starting then by doing that to tell your nervous system, it's okay to be still. It's okay to be quiet. And that's really powerful within itself as well. One of the biggest ways that you can heal any programming or um, addiction to this struggle is really allowing yourself to get to the root of where you learned it, where you first learned it. And I use matrix re-imprinting to support my clients in doing so. 
So that is an absolutely brilliant way, like going into the subconscious mind and really like pinpointing, aha, this is the moment that taught me this will create so many powerful shifts in your life. So working with the subconscious mind, one of the best ways to re-regulate your nervous system. Then it's also making some conscious decisions. So consciously looking at your life right now and thinking, maybe even making a list, like where are the areas in my life where I am making this harder than it needs to be? Looking for that, being an investigator. And then asking yourself, if I showed up with the belief that I am fully worthy of flow and ease within my life, how would I decide this differently? What would I decide differently? And asking yourself, how can I allow this to be easy? And this is important. This is an important question for you to have to ask yourself as you move through this, as you move through life. As you notice, I asked myself this three weeks ago. I still have to ask myself this, but know that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. You are the all-knowing. You are your higher self. And so sometimes you have to just take a step back and step back into (laughs) that higher self and ask your higher self, ask from the place of your higher self, how can I allow this to be easy? But it takes the awareness to be able to stop in that moment and take that step back. And you have to be the one to give yourself that gift. You are the one that gives yourself that gift. So I would love to know, what is one decision in your life right now that you're going to make that allows things to simply be easier? I would love for you to head to my Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and share with me what that thing is. Say, hey, just listen to the podcast episode on ease. This is what I'm deciding for myself now. I am going to celebrate the freaking heck out of you (laughs) when you share that with me. And I would love, love, love for all of us to be supporting each other on this journey. I think this is an important step for all of us women. So I love, love being able to hear what aha moments and juicy shifts that you're creating after listening to these episodes. And just to round this podcast episode off, I thought that I would leave you with some mantras, with some affirmations you can take the one or the ones that resonate with you the most and maybe make them reminders on your phone or stick them up somewhere that you're going to see or actively breathe through these mantras every day to remind yourself of them. That will support you in stepping into the frequency of ease and flow. Money flows to me with ease and joy at all times. Mm, Love that one. Abundance is always on its way to me. So that's about leaning into the trust, the feeling of ease and trust that abundance is always on its way to you. It is safe for me to rest, relax, and be in the present moment. And here's a simple one, but one that will support you in just showing up in the most empowered way, by embodying this belief. I am safe and supported at all times. Okay, I'm gonna love you and leave you with all of that. Sending you all so much love, so much ease, so much grace, so much joy. And I'll talk to you soon. 
If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day. Thank you.